Welcome to the Magis Pod, brought to you by Saints Peter and Paul Jesuit Church, a diverse Catholic community located in the oldest church building in the heart of downtown Detroit. For the links to the readings, check the show notes. Enjoy Father Gary's latest homily. As the sun continues its journey, the earth rather continues its journey around the sun, uh, we move deeper into a season of darkness and cold. And maybe it makes us aware of how dark the world is at this time. I've been thinking that this seems to me that the world is darker now than it has been at any time since maybe World War II. I don't know, there's only a couple of you here old enough to remember that. Um, But it's pretty dark out there, isn't it? Maybe the Cuban Missile Crisis was another moment of darkness that I remember from my childhood. But in the midst of that darkness, the church amazingly calls us to celebrate a season of light, the coming of Christ our light. And it poses the question for us, how can we possibly really see light, have light, be light in the midst of such a dark world. So I think that's the question that we are called to explore in the liturgy today and in the weeks of Advent to come before us. And I'll begin with the first reading today. We we hear from the prophet Isaiah throughout this season. And we hear the prophet speaking in a time of darkness. He says, why? To God, why do you let us wander around? We've lost our way. We've lost you. Why don't you rend the heavens and come down? Be with us. So the image there is literally the people thought the sky was a dome over the earth. So they're saying to God, why don't you tear open the dome and come down to us? And I think it's salutary for us. It's good for us to try to find, be in touch with the darkness in our world and in our own lives. Maybe you have a personal darkness right now. A a man came to me recently, not in this parish, from somewhere else, but he said, Father, I'm having marital troubles right now, and my wife and I, we're gonna have to separate for some months to see if we can work this out. That's a heavy personal darkness, isn't it? When a relationship in your life is difficult, Uh, A young Jesuit came to me recently. He's fallen in love and he's really struggling. Should I stay in the Jesuits? Should I leave? Another kind of personal darkness when we don't know where to go in our lives. Uh, Maybe you have a sickness or an illness in your family or in yourself. Maybe employment difficulties. There are all sorts of things that can make our personal world dark and heavy. And maybe your personal life is great right now, but there's plenty in the world (laughs) to make you feel dark, isn't there? I I hear a lot from young people, the kind of darkness and desperation they feel when they see that the the world is not responding to the climate crisis. We're not doing enough about it. You know, the 28th United Nations Climate Conference is taking place this week in Dubai, and Pope Francis had planned to go. He can't go because he's got the flu. But 
you know, that's unprecedented that a pope would choose to go to a meeting like that because he wants to bring the message of how urgent this is. So I think that's a darkness for a lot of people in our world today. Or we might look at the suffering in the Holy Land or in Ukraine or in the Congo or Myanmar or Ethiopia or so many places that are torn by warfare and violence. And, you know, we see it on the news and we see these just horrific scenes of, of immense, unthinkable human suffering. And it can be a darkness, a heaviness for us. So how in the heck do we find light in the midst of all of this, you know? How do we find our way to the light? And I think the readings in this season and the gospel today give us lessons in how to find the light. You know, it's easy for the church and for preachers to say, oh, it's a season of light, but how do we actually get there and find it? So I want to begin with the beginning of this gospel. We are going to be reading Mark's gospel all year now. And this reading today begins with these words, be watchful, be alert. And I want to dig into those because it's very hard to translate the Greek words there into English well. So the first one, be watchful, is a verb that just means to see. It's about physical seeing. So the gospel is really saying, look, behold, notice, pay attention. And of course, Jesus isn't talking literally about our physical eyesight, but spiritually, hmm? spiritually, open your eyes, pay attention, notice what's happening. And the second word there, uh, so be watchful, be alert. The be alert is a word about being awake and not asleep. It literally says, be sleepless. <laughs> That's what it says. Be sleepless, be awake. And it's especially the kind of being awake that happens during the night, during the darkness, when everyone else is asleep. We've all had that experience, I'm sure. But of course, in the ancient world, every village, every estate had a night watchman, you know, somebody who had to be awake all night to protect the place and make sure nothing bad happened. Of course, it goes down, goes on even in our own day, doesn't it? I live on a university campus. You know these guys out here in the booth in the parking lot? That's our UDM security force. There's always some of them on campus every night. They have to be awake all night to keep watch. So this is the word that's used for the person who's on watch during the night. Now let's dig into these a little deeper. So I think that sense of being on watch, being awake, uh, carries us over from that first reading. Hmm? Be awake, don't be asleep. Don't be numb to the pain and the suffering of our world. That's the beginning, paradoxically, that's the beginning of how we get to the light. Don't be numb to the heartaches that are there, to the suffering that's there in our world, to the grave need that is there in our world. Be awake, you know? I have to laugh. You know, there's a certain type of Christian today, certain type of Christians that are all 
in an uproar over wokeness, huh? being woke. <laughs> but there it is. <laughs> it's a keynote of Mark's gospel. Be awake. Don't be asleep. Notice the sufferings of people, of black people in our country, of the racism that's still there. Be aware of the sufferings of the poor and the needs of those who can't take care of themselves or meet their own needs. Be aware of the needs in the larger world, the poverty of the developing nations, and how are we going to respond? On and on it goes, huh? But you know why it's so important? Because if you're numb, if you're asleep to the suffering and the pain of the world, guess what? You're going to be asleep to the light. You won't see the light either because it comes in <laughs> through the same spiritual channels. Huh? So that's the, the beginning of this message. Now let's go to the other part of it, the, the be watchful, have your eyes open, look, see, notice, pay attention. Uh, so this is at the core of our Ignatian Jesuit spirituality. There's a great Jesuit, Father Howard Gray. He passed away a few years ago, but he was probably one of the greatest leaders in the United States, if not in the world, in our recovering authentic Ignatian spirituality in the years after the Second Vatican Council. And one of his key themes was this, to be attentive, to be uh, uh, alert and watchful, to pay attention, to notice, that that's the beginning of good Ignatian prayer, that we notice what's happening around us. We notice the people around us. We notice what's happening inside of us. We have to pay attention and we pay attention with humility. We don't come to situations, we don't come to people, to our prayer with an assumption, oh, I already know everything. I already know, I understand you. No, we come with the humility to attend and notice what's actually there. That's the beginning of good prayer. Another Jesuit says that contemplation is a long, loving look at the real. A long, loving look at reality. And it's a double kind of noticing. I was uh, supposed to have some visitors this weekend, my best friends from graduate school, but they got sick and couldn't come. But the woman, the wife, uh, she's the first person I knew that years ago, got these contact lenses that are different. Maybe some of you have those. You know, people have contact lenses where one lens is for distance and the other lens is for up close, for reading. And somehow the brain adapts to that. Huh? And I think that's a good image for this kind of paying attention and noticing. We have to have one eye out on the world. You know, what's going on around us. Or if you're in prayer, one eye on what's going on with Jesus in the gospel. Many of you by now have had at least some introductory experience of the spiritual exercises. And you know how that works. In the spiritual exercises, we look at, we attend to the, how Jesus is in the gospels, what he does, what he says, how he acts. But we have to have the other eye focused inward to notice what of all that's happening out there, what is touching me? How am I being touched and moved? How am I being drawn 
to greater faith, hope, or charity. That's what St. Ignatius says, that spiritual consolation is anything that draws us to greater hope in the midst of darkness, to greater trust in God, to greater faith, to charity, to service. And so it isn't enough just to look at Jesus in the gospel and see what he's doing or to attend to the world around us and its pain and suffering. We have to also be noticing our own interior life. That's what it is to have a spiritual life, is to pay attention to our own interior and especially to how our heart responds to what we're seeing, what we hear, what we notice. So, be watchful, be alert, be awake, don't sleep through the sufferings of our world the suffering in your own life. Don't just distract yourself. You know, we have a million distractions in our culture. Pay attention. Notice how you respond, how you are moved, how God is touching you through your experience, through your prayer, through your relationships. So, about those little cards you got, Let me wrap this up by explaining what we're gonna do together. I think we have a great spiritual practice for the Advent season that will allow us to actually live out this spiritual dynamic of being watchful and noticing. So on your little card, you see there's a star there. Now you know why the star is on the card. Each card is gonna be a little glimpse of the light. It's gonna be a little glimpse of the light. We're gonna invite you, I'm inviting you, to write down on the card sometime during the Mass, maybe after the homily, when the collection is being taken, maybe after communion, you know, when we have a few moments of silence, but sometime during the Mass, to write down the one key word that you heard today. You know, our question that you see out in the hallway there. Where did I encounter the Lord during the liturgy today? Maybe it's just a word you heard in one of the readings. Maybe it's a phrase, an image. Maybe it isn't a word at all. Maybe it's just an image. I was very touched during the psalm. I looked over and I saw Jamie singing, leading us in the psalm with the baby in her arms. And that, you know, that just touched me. What a beautiful image of the Advent season. So maybe it's an image. Maybe it's something that goes on ritually in the liturgy. Maybe it's a phrase in a song that we're singing that touches you. So whatever it is, but you've got to be paying attention to your own interior. You see what I'm saying? To notice how, how is God touching you? What's God saying to you today? You know, the reason I come here every Sunday and do this liturgy is because I have a profound conviction that God wants to touch and speak to each and every one of us that's gathered here every Sunday. Pay attention, watch, notice where you were moved in this liturgy and then write it down. Why write it down? Well, that's also very Ignatian. Saint Ignatius kept a spiritual journal. He was perhaps the first saint in the history of Christianity to do that. And that marks him as part of the modern world, that level of self-reflection. He kept a journal 
Every Jesuit is encouraged to have a spiritual journal. Why? Well, you know how spiritual things are. They're very wispy, aren't they? They're hard to get a hold of and they can easily slip away. So by writing things down like this, we help to capture them, they, we help to solidify them, they gel, and we have something that we can keep with us to help us remember. St. Ignatius says, you keep your spiritual journal, you keep track of your consolations so that when you're in a dark period, you can go back to them and remember and say, oh, I forgot. God loves me. Jesus is with me. Jesus is taking me on a healing journey. I'm being led home. I'm being led into the light. Huh? We forget that so easily, don't we? So by writing these things down, it helps, it helps us solidify and it creates a kind of a feedback loop. The more we write and we see this, we have a sense of how God is really present and working in our lives. That's the light. That's how we see the light. It's not some mystical thing that falls on us out of the sky. It comes from this kind of self-reflection and awareness of how the Lord is touching each of us. So when you leave here at the end of the liturgy, and we're going to make our way over to our holiday Christmas party today, when you go out the side door, take your little card with you, with your little glimpse of light on it, how God has touched you. And on the back of the card, there's a little sticky thing. You pull a cover off of that, a tab off of that. I hope we have a container there that you can put it in. And then the card will be sticky and you can put it on the wall. There's a big piece of white paper up there. We want all of your cards up on the wall. Take a few minutes to read what other people have written on their cards. At the end of Mass, if you come here early, a few of you here arrive early, Take some time each week to read those cards. And you know what's going to happen. Huh? We're going to be lifted up. We're going to be encouraged. We're going to find faith and hope and charity when we see how God is touching all of us together. So, be awake. <laughs> Don't be numb. Don't be asleep to the darkness. But pay attention and notice how the Spirit is moving in your heart and share that with the rest of us. And who knows? We may see some light in the darkness. As always, thank you for listening. To learn more about the community at Saints Peter and Paul Jesuit, check out our website, sspjesuit.org, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Links for all three can be found in the show notes. Until next time, be well and God bless.